Would you quit your job if your company refused to cover your reproductive healthcare costs? In the next seven-ish minutes, I'm going to walk you through the debate on corporations taking a hard stand on abortion healthcare rights so that you can answer that question for yourself. On May 2nd, just as the Instagram girlies were reposting their favorite outfits from the Met Gala and the TikTok girlies were drowning their sorrows over celebrities' apparent systemic inability to stick to theme, the push notification seen round the world was sent. Politico had just released what would soon be authenticated as a leak of a draft majority opinion from the United States Supreme Court, suggesting that it was prepared to overturn Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 case that ensured the constitutional right to an abortion. If Roe is overturned, abortion will become an issue of state law. The Guttmacher Institute has suggested that some 26 states will pretty much immediately outlaw abortion within their borders, which means that people living in, oh, I don't know, more than half of the states in the U.S., if they need an abortion, are going to have to travel elsewhere out of state. Now, this leaked draft, which was written by Justice Samuel Alito, is not necessarily the final version. That's not expected until later this summer. But it was in many ways a gut punch we had been bracing ourselves for. Since the highest court in the land heard arguments about potentially overturning Roe versus Wade earlier this year, many experts expected that the nine justices, six of whom were nominated by GOP presidents, would hand down a decision like this one. But the likelihood of this majority opinion doesn't make it any less of a paradigm shift. I'm sure you saw a stat like this on Instagram, but only about 32% of Americans were actually in favor of overturning Roe just last year, according to Gallup. Makes sense then that the internet got pretty rowdy this week. Across the board, and certainly across my own timeline, I saw outrage, uproar. Hell, I even joined in. Anybody who got online this week could see that this decision, should it come to fruition, is being interpreted as a betrayal, as a slippery slope that threatens other Supreme Court decisions that have been interpreted as the law of the land, as a potential overreach that threatens other constitutional amendments, not the least of which being the 14th, which guarantees people who are U.S. citizens rights at a state level, as a means of controlling women's bodies without involving women in the conversation. But you know who else feels notably missing from the conversation? The corporations! The corporations that so eagerly want you to be a part of the family. To quote my very favorite poet, I've never heard silence quite this loud. Aside from a few notable exceptions, we got mostly silence from corporations on the potential overturn of Roe versus Wade. Let's talk about it. And it should be enough that this is a problem with enormous, unfathomable human consequences, but since corporate America typically only understands things in corporate terms, I'm going to start by using corporate terms. Women constitute over half of the American workforce. And according to a 2018 paper published in the American Journal of Public Health, those who were unable to get abortions when they wanted or needed them were less likely to be employed full-time six months after they were denied care. When women and people with uteruses can't get the care that they need when they need it, the workforce suffers. And beyond the logistical implications in a historically tight labor market, there's also a bit of don't talk the talk if you can't walk the walk going on here. Over the last two years especially, corporations have made much noise about their commitments to solving issues of racial and gender inequality. That makes their silence on the issue of abortion healthcare all the more silent. Because at its core, 
Abortion is an issue of race and gender. Some 75% of women seeking abortions are living under the poverty line. And I just read this in Quartz. In a study of nearly 1,000 American women who sought abortions, 40% cited financial reasons as a factor in their decision. And because many women's ability to prioritize financial stability and pursue careers is indelibly tied up with their having a choice about when and whether to have children, abortion access has a direct impact on their role in the workplace. On a practical level, limiting abortion access also has a disproportionate impact on lower-income workers, a category in which Black and Hispanic women are overrepresented. During an age in which corporations both can and are expected to move the needle on social issues, it's shocking that so few have spoken out on the potential overturn of Roe versus Wade. Now, that's not to say they have all been silent. A list of some of the notable companies that have offered to cover some costs for employees who need to travel out of state to get abortion care, Amazon, Apple, Citigroup, Yelp, Levi's, Match. And that's kind of it. Not to defend a corporation's decision to stay silent on the issue of whether or not women should be able to make decisions about their own bodies, but there's an important caveat here. Ron DeSantis known chaos agent and, regrettably, the governor of my home state of Florida. Remember that DeSantis recently signed into law a bill that would dissolve a special and very cost-advantageous tax district for Disney. It essentially allowed the company to self-govern in the bits of the state where it had theme parks. All because Disney opposed the state of Florida's horrific legislation with the Don't Say Gay bill. So uh, that's what's going on, but I want to take a second now to talk about why it all matters. Why we should take a second to think a little more deeply about our expectations of corporate America during times of national political uproar like right now. In the case of abortion, there is a simple logic that Carolyn Witt, who is the chief executive of TIA, summed up for the New York Times. She said, quote, abortion is a healthcare issue. Healthcare is an employer issue. So abortion is an issue for employers, end quote. Now, you've probably read about how in the wake of the great resignation of the last couple of years, companies are scrambling to entice potential workers with all sorts of benefits and promises. But I gotta wonder if failing to take a stand on something like abortion is going to cost some of these companies potential talent. For me personally, I would be much more enticed to join a company or stay at a company that stood up for my rights as a woman to make decisions about my own body. But I think this goes beyond just the labor market. This is also about consumers. With Stunning momentum. Younger consumers especially have chosen to begin voting with their wallet. We care about what companies stand for, and at least in theory, we will stop buying from them, stop supporting them, when their values don't align with ours. In fact, two-thirds of consumers say they base purchasing decisions on a brand's social position, according to research from Edelman in 2018. There is certainly a lot at stake here. But within those high stakes, I think there's a question about what we expect of corporations. Our list of expectations used to be relatively short and simple. A steady paycheck, maybe some benefits, a couple of days of PTO a year. But now, we expect a lot more. But I think that's in part because companies expect a lot more of us. We're working longer hours and tying our senses of self to our CVs in ways that we never have before. And we are consuming, constantly, and not always consciously. And just as a sidebar, it's my personal belief that some of the expectations we place on corporations are a direct result of our sudden and massive lack of trust in other institutions like the government, like our elected officials. We can't trust the people who are voted into office, so we look to other leadership like corporations, but we trust institutions less and less with each passing day, so potentially corporations are next on the chopping block. But regardless, 
Corporate America has power. And as a consumer or an employee, you have the power to get them to exercise theirs. That's why it's so important that we speak and speak publicly about the ways that corporate America both is and isn't talking the talk and walking the walk, putting its money where its mouth is. So, would you quit your job if your company refused to cover your reproductive healthcare costs? Would you stop buying from a company that supported the overturn of Roe vs. Wade? Let me know in the comments.